Rockin' Royal, uh, uh, Rockin' Navy, uh, uh, know y'all with me, uh, uh, let's get it, baby, uh, Rockin' Royal, uh, Rockin' Navy, uh, know you with me. Welcome let's back it, to another edition of the Cougar Beat we Podcast, Kalani, got no brought to you on KSL.com, with your host Sean Walker, BYUB writer. Covering all things Cougs here on this early signing day. Happy early signing day, November 8th, 2023, to all who celebrate. BYU is celebrating a lot today uh, with a couple of new additions as part of the early 2024 signing class across a lot of sports, basically all sports but football, able to sign during a week ish, 10 days. It might be 10 day window, somewhere in there, 8 day window, uh, somewhere in there. BYU got a couple, including two really big commitments for for the class of 2024 for BYU men's basketball. That's four-star power forward Isaac Davis, the six foot seven, uh, just about 18.8.8 rebounder out of Hillcrest High in the uh, Idaho Falls area. Uh, he was one of the top prospects on the West Coast by 24/7 Sports, number one in the state of Idaho, elected to commit to the Cougars back in April, and he made his pledge official today. Uh, per uh, Coach Mark Pope, he says, uh, quote, I walked out of a Section 7 event this summer with thousands of the top players all up and down the Western United States with no doubt in my mind that Isaac Davis was the most physically dominant player at the event. High praise from Pope, big-time recruit for the uh, former Utah Prospects big man as well. So shout out to Tim Davis and that group down there for his overall development. They also picked up a, an official commitment, an official signing out of this class. He won't actually enroll until 2026 uh, before he serves a two-year mission for the LES Church. Uh, but Brooks Barr, six foot four combo guard out of Keller High School in Keller, Texas. He was the number 132 recruit in the class nationally by 24-7 sports. Just committed earlier this week over a top five that also included St. Mary's, Wake Forest, USC, and Utah. Barr averaged 21.3 points, 5.7 rebounds, 3.7 assists, and 2.8 steals per game uh, while leading Keller to back-to-back district titles and earning district offensive most valuable player honors as a junior. He's a bit of a tweener, a combo guard by by trade. Three-level scorers can score at all three levels. Really good score. Um, potentially projects as a point guard at the next level, or at least he wants to try to play the point. BYU thinks they can develop into him into a point guard. So a six foot four point guard wouldn't be the worst thing heading into the Big 12. Uh, Pope uh, names player comps with him as uh, Peyton Pritchard and Chauncey Billups, so pretty high praise. Sees him as, as kind of a longer guard like that, explosive, physical, skilled, and a capable playmaker, scorer, and hard-nosed defender. Uh, you can check the full signing class over on KSL.com. I'll round up every signee today or over the next couple of days or during the early signing period for the class of 2024. Uh, that includes four-star point guard Delaney Gibb, formerly of Timview High School, now of Raymond in Alberta, Canada. Uh, she made it official today. Her paperwork is in. Delaney Gibb, she's the younger sister of UVU guard Sage Gibb, again, formerly of Timview. Uh, she'll be coming to Provo soon. And then BYU Women's Soccer, also with another just absolutely dynamic uh, powerhouse class of six players, uh, including Abby Sign, 
an outside back from Allegiance Academy in Coppell, Texas, who I think could play pretty quickly. You've got a, another big defender in summer, Nesterman from Clovis, California, who could see some time pretty quickly on a back line that uh, we'll talk about this maybe a little bit later, but a back line that's probably going to be rebuilding quite a bit come this offseason after this NCAA tournament run. Uh, Alta High's Ella Labrum. And uh, Maple Mountain's Mika Kromenhoek, also a part of that class. So once again, KSL.com, we'll get you covered on all of the BYU signees over there. We'll, we'll be updating it today and over the next couple of days as new commitments make their ink official. We've got baseball. We've got men's golf. Uh, of course, men's and women's basketball, women's soccer. Just about everything but football right now. Um, on that note, though, let's uh, get you out of here with some thoughts from BYU men's basketball coach Mark Pope, who addressed the local media earlier about his signing uh, class. And I asked him just kind of what he felt this group, namely Brooks Barr and Isaac Davis, with the addition of Colin Chandler returning home from a mission this spring, what they kind of bring to BYU as they move into what will then be their second year of the Big 12. You know, it's interesting. Both these guys have ready-made kind of college Big 12 bodies in the sense of their 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 physicality. Brooks is a really, really physical, incredibly explosive um, backcourt player. Um, he's, you know, he would be the first one to tell you he's not crazy vertical, but laterally change of direction, uh, turning guys' hips. I felt like of everybody I watched this summer in all of high school basketball, I didn't see a single player that was able to uh, turn guys' hips more quickly or efficiently or without any help from any action. Um, he's got an explosiveness that's really special. He's got big shoulders, um, and he's he, he, he he's a great combination of physical and explosive. Like, um, you know, guys, I think about, you know, if, if you watch him, uh, it's really hard not to see some Peyton Pritchard in the angles that he can get to um, as he turns the corner and, and the way he can change direction. And then, you know, for the, for the old people in here, which is just me and Jay, really are the only old people here. Uh, Chauncey Billups is a guy that was really, really physical to get where he wanted to go that made big shots. And um, I think he's really special. And, and Isaac, you know, I had a really great experience with Isaac Davis. I think this was in our press release, but you know, it's it's not every time that I walk out of a major, major uh, AAU event and feel like the guy that we're chasing was the most physically dominant player at the entire event. But but uh, we talked about as a staff walking out of Section 7 and really felt like Isaac Davis was the most physically imposing player. And that's the best players in all up and down the Western United States. Um, and he's... Uh, you know, he, his his motor continues to grow um, and he's uh, becoming more and more vertical. And uh, clearly, you know, he's a, he's he's got uh, athleticism to cross uh, sport lines. And um, so I'm really excited about both these guys in terms of the bodies and the physicality that they're bringing to the, the first day they walk on campus um, that fits into this league. All right, we'll go with Jay and then uh, Mitch. Hey, Mark, it might be an exercise in futility to try to figure out your scholarship number, how many you got left or whatever, but um, will you be signing any guys with this next, whatever it is, a week, three days period, or in the spring, or is that just to be determined with the transfer portal and all that? 
Um, yeah, so, um, you know, there's a there's there's still a, a week left in this signing period. Um, there is a, a player that we're having conversations with right now. I'm not sure um, how that's going to go. Probably not even allowed to say that. I think I can say that much probably. Um, but aside from that, we're done uh, for this signing period. And then, um, you know, we're going to know um, we'll know. Uh, the exact roster we'll have um, for next year, probably by midnight tonight with no changes whatsoever over the next. Nah, you know, Jay, it's going to change every day. But we're super excited about where we are right now. Really, really excited. Um, like this group has been together for a year now. We're going to spend a second year together. We're going to get a couple more together and, and uh, add some pieces. We're really excited about that. You brought up uh, Pritchard for and, and Billups for Brooks Bar, Mark. Uh, what's a comp for Isaac Davis, and does his physicality translate to the Big 12, you think? Um, yeah, for sure it translates to the Big 12. There's no doubt. Um, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's kind of, you know, it's interesting because he was comparing himself to Yoli, um, who's one of his heroes. Certainly he's he's got this barrel-chested feel to him of Yoli and Foose and kind of along that line. Um, the, what's interesting about Isaac is, is, you know, from his freshman year in high school, which I think is the first time I saw him play on a team, um, he has been a standout. His freshman year in passer is probably the best, best pass. Freshman year in high school, he's probably the best passer on the court a lot. Um, and, 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 you know, at this point, you know, he's one of the elite level passing bigs uh in you know in his class and um so his physicality and his mobility um his verticality his long wingspan his ability to like make quick decisions you know we're we're finding more and more that um the players that really really are most successful in our program are players that are able to make quick decisions uh quick thinking players and he certainly fits in that category how big of a role was NIL in securing these guys to your knowledge? And and based on, you know, what we've talked about before with NIL at BYU, how big of a role was it securing Barr and Davis for these guys? Um, I, I, it wasn't a headliner for them. Um, but I think they have confidence that, uh, we're, um, we're, uh, making, um, incredible strides in the NIL space. Um, we have a lot of, of legwork to show for that. And so, um, I think they, you know, I think both these kids are way more than NIL. Um, and, but, but certainly that's a component where everybody wants to be, um, you know, compensated a little bit. And just one more thing for me, when, when you're looking at, you know, long-term 2024 scholarships, what's the timeline you're expecting for Colin Chandler to return officially? And then, Marcus Adams is he? What's the official word on the NCAA waiver for him this year? And then, obviously, will it be a waiting game till next year for him? Yeah. So the waiver process with Marcus is still ongoing. Uh, we expect Colin to be back in the spring. Um, you know, he should have a full summer. Uh, you know, still, you know, that's that's you know, mission always comes first. So, um, but but that's kind of what we're anticipating. And that was their third question. There was their third player. Just and then just to confirm to Bar, excuse me, Bar is going to go on a mission right yeah. away. At least that's his plan right now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really excited about serving a mission, and and so that's the plan as of now.
for sure. All right, go ahead, Sean. I've got we have time for two more questions. Uh, no, I was just, I was going to ask about a, a Marcus Adams update. Anything that you could add to uh, to that coach, and and specifically with Colin, because I guess he is or he was fully signed for you guys. You're you're allowed to talk about him and whatnot. Um, how what what's kind of the role or, or what's kind of been the difference of of getting missionaries back into play? I guess, do you expect with the new strength and conditioning coach and that kind of thing with him? Yeah. So, you know, we feel like we're the world's experts on, on uh, missionary RTP. Um, and, and so we've been working on, uh, first of all, you're just gaining information and data points and experience over the course of the last, I mean, I've been associated with BYU for, you know, over a decade and kind of coaching in Utah. And so, um, um, so we have a lot of data, a lot of experience, and we kind of we're always kind of tweaking and growing uh, kind of our RTP protocol. I think we're, you know, um, most recently we've 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 been really really blessed and really really successful with guys being able to come off their mission to have massive impacts their freshman year. Actually, we go super slow. We're unbelievably cautious. We have a whole protocol of I don't know what Wiz has now thirty two. Uh, checkpoints that guys have to uh, uh, standards they have to incrementally meet um, in their return to play and so um, we feel like we've really got this down to a science we, uh, you know we've we've just moved some some really exciting new technology into our weight room uh, 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 the whole Kangatech program and 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 everything else uh, that Wiz has brought to us from uh, from his time at Milwaukee and so we feel like we're on the cutting edge of of that, you know, and, and, and you can't say enough about uh, Wiz's, you know, expertise in, in, in not just strength and conditioning, but also rehab and nutrition. Um, he's, he's really well versed in all those spaces. So we're, you know, that's one place that every day I worry a little bit less about because I have more and more people in the room that are way smarter than me taking care of it. So we, we feel really confident about that. All right, Mitch, last question. Yeah. One more thing for me, Mark, uh, being in the Big 12, do you feel like that allows you to be more patient when extending offers to prospects? Because in the past, thing like BYU was always trying to be maybe the the first in the door. Has that allowed more patience in the process to you know to to determine when you're going to extend an offer to a kid? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, I just don't like doing it early. Um, I just feel like offers um, increasingly are meaningless, and I just don't like it. You know, just on a personal, like for me personally, um, I, you know, um, people kind of extend offers on the, you know, the first time they've seen a kid when he's a freshman or a sophomore. And it's just not, you know, like I just, for us at BYU, um, you know, like talent or ceiling is actually not the most important marker of the kids we recruit. Um, it's really important for us to get to know kids. It's really important for us to, to kind of have a view of their insides. We really believe here that, you know, we're going to have a, a, a pool of 10,000 potential uh, basketball players that could come into our program on any given year. And, and the way you differentiate those, the way that you find a success is you get to know them well enough to know kind of how they're built and what's inside them and what they're chasing and what their long-term motivation is and, you know, what their character feels like. And, and um, that certainly is not appreciated in um, college athletics recruiting anymore because, um, you know, 
it just it just isn't and 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 we're we're failing as coaches you know with you know 2000 plus transfers every year and part of that certainly is is the system um the way it's you know it's been changed over the last few years but for us um we you know there's always the pressure there's always that pressure of like you know who's going to be first to offer but um i i think that there's rarely payoff from that in the end and i think that the real payoff is from getting to know kids and 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 understand who's going to be the best fit in your program i think that's i think that's actually that's the way we're going to roll that's what we believe in here rock and royal rock and navy uh uh know y'all with me uh let's get it baby